This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Some things are just junk. Unwanted catalogs, bright orange snacks, most of your neighbor's yard sale. You know what's not junk? Your pubic area. Show it some respect with Gillette Intimate. The new Gillette Intimate pubic trimmer is designed for care down there for an easy shave that's tough on hair and gentle on pubic skin. Put down the old razor or beard trimmer and pick up Gillette Intimate from America's number one trusted men's grooming brand. Gillette Intimate, the best a man can get. Available now at a retailer near you. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Lester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Lester City. Tune in and join in now. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Are you ready? I'm saying... Are you ready?
8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are we? Uh, it's been a long time. It's been at least, oh, 20 hours. Did you miss me? <laughs> I missed you. It's the preview show. It's the Premier League preview show with Chris and Craig on Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. It is indeed. We are on Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group. We are on uh, Twitter sphere at Leicester TID. And if you're not subscribed yet, nip over to YouTube, get on to Leicester Till I Die TV, tweet me buttons, pull me knobs, twist me whatevers, and get subscribing. We appreciate all the support. Um, last night, it was a bit of a Bamba Gascoigne. Tonight is a bit of a Mr. White. I'm not casting any aspersions <laughs> on Craig. <laughs> it's just your poster behind. I am the one who knocks. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit of, time a little bit of in your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell, I tell you what, I do, I do. Me, I, I think I've watched it twice. Breaking Bad. It was a good, good series. Yeah. I don't yeah, know well, the, way, I, the, the way that you just pulled that together, Chris. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm <laughs> you'd, you'd think we'd plan this, wouldn't you? You would. Nobody yeah. watching would, but you know. <laughs> this this is very true. Just actually, just talking because I, I love Breaking Bad. It was the probably the first sort of um, mini series, or say mini series, but series that I got into. But what did you think of the uh, the, the extra one they made just to round it off at the end? You know what? I've still mm. not watched it. Have you not? No, I've, oh. I've never got round to watching it. I remember. What? Spoiler I remember alert. hearing sort of mixed views, yeah. and uh, I'm not sure whether it would have added to or taken away a bit of the the gloss on the series. So, um, no, everybody I, I spoke to thought it was absolutely brilliant, and right. I must admit, I was like, oh, "Is that it?" But then yeah. it's how do you follow something like hmm. that? Yeah, that, it's, that, that, it's that, difficult. You know, it it's is. like it's like whoever you know, whatever. YouTube or Facebook show follows you, Chris. You know, it's, it's, it's almost impossible. I like to think so. I like to think so. And uh, you're still not getting a pay rise, but thank you for the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we're back to the Premier League, international football. Uh, we've played mm. three games. Uh, we've played away to our, um, I think, our main opposition in the group. And we've got, yep. we got a draw. And we got um, seven points out of a possible nine, and people still still weren't happy. You'll never please everyone, will you? Um, no. I mean, some of the it, it's it's frustrating. I find it frustrating because some of the the sort of intricate football we played, you know, can be sort of you know, for the want of a better word, exquisite at times. Mm. 
a bit like Leicester, I think. But then you've yeah. got that frustration of not playing the right pass or the final pass at the right time. And I found that really frustrating against uh, uh, against Poland. Uh, you know, you're getting good positions. Just put the ball across. You never know what's going to happen. And we try and play perfection football that every pass has to be measured. Sometimes just put it in where it might hurt and uh, you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah, it was a good performance overall, but um, uh, frustrating. It, I must admit, the Poland uh, team did remind me of sort of a, a, a building that, that sort of had been built by Poles over here. It, it seemed to fall down very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it did, but they, they, um, they knew what they were trying to do. Didn't they really? They, uh, you know, they were a little bit naughty. You know, it was uh, harking back to almost like the old football. It was like watching dirty Leeds again. Or, or you could say vicious Villarreal. Well, you could, you could. Yes. Yeah, there was a few things going on, and, and and I'm not a big fan of Kyle Walker. I think he's a bit overrated defensively, as he showed for their goal. But how he didn't react to that guy sort of pinching him under the chin, I'm not sure. So fair play to him for that. I know how, how they get. I mean, this is we've got VAR. Hmm. What I mean, VAR should be there for like the dives and that sort yeah. of thing as well. But hey, you know that that's another show as we've already done. And <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was almost like a telethon. The VAR show. It was. We? <laughs> you know, but hey, more importantly than that, of course, we can put international football aside mm -hmm. we're as good as there and if we don't get out that group to be quite honest with you we don't deserve to be there and we're back with a slightly difficult game possibly this weekend we've got this Is it just me, or are you a bit worried too, looking at our performances so far? Um, to be honest, I won't, I wouldn't say worried, because I'm not expecting anything. You know, if if we were going into, you know, a game that we're expected to win on the back of the way we've been playing, then I'd probably be more worried. Yeah, it's always the case with Man City. Is anything you get is a bonus, and if you get away without conceding a few goals, it's a bonus as well. So, um. Not really worried. It'd be interesting because, you know, it may be one of those games that we raise our game. You know, mm. it, it's a little bit worrying that we say, you know, it used to be that um, we would never get anything out of the big teams and, you know, we would do what we needed to do against the smaller teams. But, uh, hi, David. Hi. Um, but now we sometimes raise our game against the bigger teams. Uh, and forget to do the job on the smaller teams, so so-called smaller teams. You know, it's not long since we were one. Um, yes. So it'll be interesting. I think you know, historically, as Leicester fans, you go into these games against the the, the bigger clubs, um, thinking <laughs> thinking the worst. But uh, we do, we yeah. do, and I mean, apart from I mean, Man City is probably our hardest game in this opening uh, yeah. uh, opening season. It's, it's not, you know, we, we were talking the other night with the West Ham fan about the groups in, in the Europa League. And to be honest with you, it's probably about time because we, we had it lucky in the Champions League and last season's Europa League. So I suppose we were due a harder group. But right. 
in in the in the league. I mean, we you know we had as you look at it, we had mm. Wolves who we were hanging on against at the end. Yeah. We had West Ham who we should have known what was coming after last season. Um, we had Norwich who teams have been putting four and three and four and five past them, and we struggled to get two. And again, thanks to VAR, got a point. And mm. then after Man City. Um, listen, I mean, no, you look at that. I mean, we've got a difficult few games coming up here because we've got Napoli, we've got Brighton and Burnley. So, yeah. you know, we, we I, I, I can say I'm not necessarily looking for something out of this, but if we don't pull something out of the, the, the bag here, we've got mm. a defense that is. Well, hardly there. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our mainstay is 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 absolutely shot to confidence at the moment. You could say he should be shot, um, <laughs> but uh, I I am, and we'll come on to predictions later. I've kind of covered myself with my predictions, but it I could see if we if we if we concede early, I can I can see it it being quite a high score line. To be honest with you. Thing is, I mean, that happened uh, last year, didn't it? We conceded early, and it was a high scoreline, but it was to us five two. Yeah. So, you know, we we have we've been in games where we've conceded um, quite early, and, and again against the bigger teams, we seem to sort of galvanise ourselves, get ourselves back. Don't panic. Um, there are certain games, you know, West Ham again. You know, we've done it a couple of seasons running now, but. I don't think Man City have been at their best either, which may, may be worrying. Um, but I think I'm trying to be a bit more phlegmatic this year in terms of looking at the injuries we have got. Again, we haven't got our strongest team out. And some of the players, you know, have come back and not hit the ground running. But we saw that last year with um, with Ricardo from the games that he came back, he wasn't he wasn't the player that he was prior to the injury this season. Unfortunately, he got injured again, but he was looking much more more like himself. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got to give the same uh, sort of leeway to the likes of Harvey Barnes, um, who's been slow to start. I think, but again, coming back after a, a long injury, um, it's the players like um, I, th- I think Tielemans hasn't hit the heights yet. Um, Again, he's had a long season. You know, he played virtually every game and he's been away playing uh, for Belgium virtually every time they have. He had a a strong Euros. It's the players like Madison who are a little bit more disappointed to me. He's had the summer off. You would have hoped that he was looking around, looking at the players who were in the Euros, thinking that should have been me. I'm going to take this season by the scruff of the neck. And so far, he hasn't. Now, something needs to click. You know, mm. definitely something needs to click with him. He's different to what we've got, and that's why I think Brendan persists with him. He's the only sort of player who takes the ball on the half turn. You know, and he yeah. does it really well. Maybe he needs our players to be a bit more confident in him. You know, I think mm. in both, uh, not necessarily the Norwich one, but the first couple of games, particularly against West Ham, there were times where we didn't release the ball quickly enough. There were options and we were trying to play too safe. You know, Madison will come short. He wants it to feet. It doesn't get it. And then it looks like, you know, what's he doing? So I think we need to trust him a little bit more. You know, usually when you've got a playmaker like that, the rest of the team look to get the ball to him quickly. We don't, uh, for whatever reason. 
But I think we need to put him under that pressure. I think he's the sort of player who will thrive on it. Um, so for me, it's like, let's get the ball to Madison. Let's see if he can deliver. And if he can't, then Brendan has options to change it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've no Perez, obviously. Um, some will be happy about that. Uh, some won't be. Um, but I think with Madison, you, you he's one of those players that, I'm not saying he's undroppable. We've, we've, we've had that conversation, obviously, on previous Jones, mm. but he, he's almost, he's, he makes himself undroppable rather mm. than Brendan not being able to, mm. to drop him because you know he can produce one piece of magic. It's a bit like Jamie Vardy. You know, we've got mm. these players that for 90 minutes they could be obscure and yet they could just do something and turn it on and suddenly, mm. boom, the game's changed. I mean, you know, yeah. let, let's be honest with Madison. Look at that goal that um, he got against Man City. And that was yeah. probably one that gave us the spur to go on and, you know, do the 5-2 over them. I think we've got to get back almost to the basics of how we played last season. And, you know, whether it's... Um, let's go. Whether, you know, Tielemans has got this thing now where he thinks he needs to play a killer pass um uh, for uh you know he's always got to be he's always got to be a killer pass and therefore yeah. if there's not a killer pass on he'll just recycle it rather than just playing the short balls the, the quicker uh, balls you know so there's some players who you know, who are going through a, a funny time at the minute you don't know how much his head was turned you yeah. know he's definitely not He's not rushing to sign a new contract by the sounds of it. So, and, and the talk isn't going away. Um, so, I think we're, we're, it's a funny stage of the season for us. You know, it's a funny time. You know, we've got players who are sought after. We've mm. got new players who have come in and haven't really been given much pitch time. We've got the top scorer from last season who's not really been given much pitch time. And it all seems to be around. You know, fitting Harvey Barnes back in, who's not really hit the ground running either. So, yeah, it's just not right, I think, at the moment. And, yeah. and it needs a couple of games to sort of settle down. And we've got big games. So, hopefully, the next two games, Man City and Napoli, will show us the level that we're at. And uh, hopefully, if we put good performances in both of those, it will give the players a boost. But we do... You know, you know, you you've supported Leicester a long time, like you have me, and you alluded to it earlier. You know, we'll we'll, we'll play the lights of Norwich, and we'll we'll struggle, and we'll go to the lights of of, of Man City and put put five past them. Um, Tillemans, yeah, I think, like you said, you know, he has maybe had his head turned. Madison maybe has a little bit as well. But at the end of the day, you know, there was all this talk about. These players we we brought in, mm. you know, the Luckmans, the the Dakers, the the Vestergaard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, it's the players we've held on to. It's the first mm. time for many years that we haven't sold a player. Not yeah. that we particularly ever want to, but I say it's that old. And I I go on about this all the time. I'm like mm. a broken record, but we're selling because we're being made offers that we can't refuse. Yeah. Literally. Uh, so we have held on to these players. Um, and I think that the interesting thing is that the teams that were being linked with them have gone out and purchased elsewhere. Yeah. Would you have a Ronaldo or would you have a Tillemans? You've got to say, in fairness, you've got to say, you wouldn't... Tillemans is, is great, and I'm not saying that Ronaldo, mm. you know, is, is, is getting on a bit now, but 
it, it's a difficult choice, isn't it? And Man United, you know, as well. It is. I think, you know, Man United probably didn't need Tielemans, high TM. Um, yeah, I'm not sure they needed him. They, they've got they've got Fernandez, they've got Pogba. I'm not sure where Tielemans would have fitted in there. Exactly. Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. You know, you could probably make a stronger argument for Liverpool. They've they lost Wijnaldum, and they they haven't got a lot of creativity in there. Um, but again, you know, all the stories coming out were that they. Uh, they're not in a particularly good place financially, I don't think, mm. Liverpool at the moment, looking at the stories that are coming out. So it's a, you know, it's a pivotal season for them as well. They could get left behind by the likes of Chelsea and Man City. You know, if, well, they're, not one... in the, if they're not in the market for the big players who are going to come on the, on the, uh, on the market next season, then they, 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 they could get left behind a little bit. I must admit, I, I, when, what we've done obviously before the season started, we did a lot of prediction shows and... I was sort of moving Leicester fourth, fifth, fourth, mm. fifth, fourth between the two. And I said, when we were fourth, I did actually say, you've got to expect, well, you, obviously one of the big boys, big four's got to drop out. Mm. And I said that would, out of all of them, probably be Liverpool. Yeah. I know Man United are still saying, you know, the fans are still saying they want a defensive midfielder. Mm. Um, if Pogba goes, that I think we'll, we'll, we'll see. So it depends whether he starts playing or not. No. But, you know, we've got a game on Saturday. Um uh, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. kickoff. That's two we've had this season. I mean, the 3 p.m. Saturday against Man City, the champions, is just bizarre almost. It is. And yet next week's game is against Brighton. He's on TV. Tell, I don't I know. And this is the mm. um, repeat of the English Super Cup, as I like to say. It's <laughs> on um, It's on lcfc.com radio and BBC Radio Leicester. Uh, those are the only legal places you can find it. We all know a few others. Um, it's not on any of the radio stations. And I don't get this. Why Why do, you know, surely the radio stations should be covering the shows that the TVs and the skies and what have you aren't? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. They tend to do the same ones, don't they? It makes yeah. no... I mean, there was yeah. one last week, I think, where I can't remember which game it was, but both TalkSport and... Um, five live. Uh, and, and five live were covering the same game as well. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know whether it's yeah. cheaper for them to just send all their production equipment to one place than somewhere else. I'm not sure. No, but like I say, it's free. Honestly, Radio Leicester, you can get that within Leicestershire. But the likes of myself down on the south coast, mm. lcfc.com radio uh, is is good, and you usually get tags or Matt Elliott, and they they kind of know what they're talking about. We've got uh, Paul, Paul Tierney is the man in the middle. Um, mm. Andrew Madley is the fourth official. And Andre Mariner um, is the VAR. A, a couple of um, oh, shivers go down your back, don't they? <laughs> they do. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I remember um, last season um, in the, the corresponding fixture, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne went down in my estimation a lot during that game because he was moaning and squealing at the referee and sort of threw himself to the floor for one free kick that they got. I think they might have scored from it. But uh, with the new rules coming in, well, not new rules, the new interpretations, I should say, it'll be interesting if we get in amongst them, you know, and then not get in the free kicks that they think they deserve. You know, whether that will... Um, 
that will mix them up a bit. So I, I expect us to try and be a little bit physical and uh, impose ourselves on the game quite early on and test the referee, see what he's going to let go yeah. and what he's not. Yeah. Good evening, Charlie. Thanks for joining us here. I don't know why, but when you first popped up, I saw that as dugout daily, daily sports coconut. I don't know what I, am, what I am drinking here, Charlie, but I tell you, <laughs> I hope your coconuts are, uh, are, are good and hairy, young man. Um, <laughs> here's TN, Chris and Craig. Can I just say we are top? Just want to enjoy it for another day before it all changes. Oh, come on, TN. You know, it, I, I'm torn because I'd love somebody different to win it. I always do. But then it is Tottenham, so yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm there. <laughs> I mean, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Imagine if they. I mean, it would be a quandary for uh, for Kane, wouldn't it? If they went and won something this season, or if they won the league, yes. you know, after yes. all of this, you know, would he still go? Would he stay to see them in the Champions League again? I don't know, but um, mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether they can hang in there. Um, Again, the uh, manager is is very sort of pragmatic. Um, when he was at Wolves, he he sort of kept a tight ship, didn't he? There wasn't a lot yeah. of goals in their games, but he never really had a prolific goal scorer, and he's got a couple there. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they go. I think away uh, to Palace they are as well. So come on, TN, you're going to win that, you know? You, the, the Palace, have, you know, they've got a striker that we didn't want. That kind of says it all. Mm. Um, I think that thanks. could be a tough game for them. I do tomorrow. Well, um, Ankit Ankit went for the draw. Both me mm. and Brad have gone for Spurs as much as that hurt. But uh, thanks for that, Charlie, as well. That was great. Um, yeah, finally got it sorted today. I've got to go and look at it after the show. Um, not sure who uh, Matthew Bond. Good evening. How are you? Where are Hi, you, Matthew? Matthew? Are you are you over in France, in Italy, in Ireland? You 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 travel. You you are you are the COVID fighter because you get everywhere. I don't know how you manage it. Facebook user, no idea who you are, but welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Um, Scott says here, as long as we don't have Chowdhury or Soyuncu playing, or we could be down to ten men if either play. TM, I think she's talking about Harry Kane here. He can still go. Um, you know what? <laughs> as long as he goes before you play us, I'll mm. take that. Um, Scott's going for um, uh, a Palace win. Uh, Facebook user, stick your name at the end because you're not signed in to, to StreamYard, so we can't see who you are. Anyone going on Monday to see the under-23s at Seagrave? Mm. No, is the answer to that one for me. But uh, if anybody is going... Then uh, keep us informed. As to It'll how be interesting to see how that goes, Chris. To be honest, because I did see that they were putting. There was no talk of how many tickets they were putting on sale, but it is the first time they've allowed uh, the public in there to watch a game. So it'll be interesting that one. And I mean, it'd be interesting. Let's face it, you go, you're not going to go watch the game, are you? <laughs> no disrespect to them, the 23, you're going to go to have a look round. Uh, and the women, of course, are playing their first game this weekend at the KP. So good luck mm. to them. Yeah, not sure what the pitch will be like on Monday. Uh, Scott's gone for a Palace win. Uh, oh, Matthew, you're in Chester. That's kind of a that's kind of a letdown. Although you are in Hollyoaks country, so we know we know what you're doing there. And GJ Nick, good evening, sir. Uh, how the devil are you? Hi, Chris. Recent games against City have been almost 50-50 in terms of result. Got a positive feeling about this one. Expected win for them, and our players like to step up for these games. Leicester win. 
we will look at the, the history as we always do do craig but i did want to, to ask you we, we touched on on soyun chu earlier mm. um james good evening as well sir thank you for joining us very well um do you <laughs> I, I i had i had a um a show, an extra show. I had a bit of a gap on Tuesday. I wasn't doing anything, so I stuck an extra show in there when we had Ant. Um, don't know if you've seen Ant. He, he, he's Ant's um, Leicester fan channel and also Beyond the 90. Two great Leicester channels, if anybody yeah. uh, wants to pop off and see them. Not while we're on, of course, but when we're not, go and watch them. Um, and he picked the, the, the 11 that he thought would start. And we, we, went, we went with two up front again. Yeah. Uh, Barnes, I think, was sacrificed, to be honest with you. But he he stuck with Soyuncu. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, do we just give him a break? And just, you know, like we picked for the Everton last last season? Or do you stick with him? And if you do, do we go four or five at the back? Or three? Either three or three stroke five, is it? Yeah, I think I mentioned this the other night. I'm, I'm not sure um, which way Brendan's going to go. It, it won't surprise me. If he goes with a five or at least a three. Um, and I think if you're doing that, then you have to sacrifice Barnes um, and allow the width to come. Uh, so you're basically playing a, a you know a five, one, two, two, I think. Uh, and yeah. put your put your two strikers back up front. You know, it worked well before. Because at the minute it's not working, it's not fluid at the moment. But again, that could click at any moment. But in regards to Soyunchu. I think it will come down to who's fit uh, and who is prepared to start. I think if Evans is fit, I think they've both trained. If Evans and Vestergaard have both trained mm -hmm. uh, over the last couple of days. It's whether he feels they are strong enough to start the game um, or whether he thinks he'll just keep them and he'll try and either keep the score down or or, uh, or protect what we've got if we manage to get ahead. But I think Soyuncu yeah. probably misses... Uh, an experienced head alongside him. Now, whether that's Evans, whether that's uh, Vestergaard, you know, when he's the main guy, he, he tends to, or whether he takes that on himself, you know, that he has to be the one who's setting the tone, setting, being aggressive, I don't know. Um, but clearly he's not as strong when he's missing uh, an experienced player alongside him. So I think it will come down to whether one of those other two is fit. Um I mean, the funny thing was, and we, we we love football, and Charlie, of course, the Man City fans, he's coming in to see whether we think he'll pick Soyun or not. You just timed that right there, uh, Charlie. You just timed that right. Um, I, I And I say football is all about opinions, and that's why we, we love the game. And I, I, I'm not happy with Soyun Chu in the back three. Because mm. he, he is he is on his own. And yet Ant was saying he's not happy with Soon Chu in the back four. I mean, you know, this, this is this just sort of in that one sentence so yeah. um uh uh football up. But you see to me, and Scott says here, uh, I think he plays Soyun Chu, maybe takes him off after 60. DJ Nick saying here, expect the same. He's trying to settle the team in. Will it not so choose confidence? I just worry that if he he's he's not played well, let's be honest with you. You know, he he, he he's got an assist this season, but unfortunately it was for West Ham. 
you know, he's given away a penalty both for us and for Turkey. He got sent off against Turkey mm. bookings. He picked he, a booking up for us as well. Do you, as I say, I, I, don't, I don't think it will ruin his confidence if he's dropped out because at the end of the day, these players are, come on, the professionals. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I get what, you know, people are saying by leaving him in, but I just think take him out the firing line for a couple of weeks, mate. And it, of course, depends who's fit. Yeah, but according to to, to to Brendan, we've literally just got uh, is it Fafana who's who's injured and, and, and James Justin, yeah, and James Justin. So apart from that, mm. we have got, I suppose, you know, yeah, we, I think they're all available. It, mm. it's, it's, as I say, it's whether he thinks they're ready to start. Um, I think this would have been a a very important week of training. Um, He's probably not had long with Soyun Chu since he's come mm-hmm. back. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I'm not sure when he played um, Soyun Chu against Holland. Um, so he's he's probably got an excuse, shall we say, that it's not the fact that he's taken him out the firing line. It's the fact that he's not had long to play uh, to train with him after coming back from international duty. Mm-hmm. Whereas Vestergaard and Evans and Amati have all been there. So. He's got a get-out if he wants to use it. But he will know the type of character that Soyun Chu is. And it may be that he's one who will thrive on on the, uh, on the people writing him off, as it were. And just getting back to basics. Um, and I think I think if he plays with... I think it sounds like Bertrand will be fit and available. So I think Bertrand comes back in. And I yeah. think, again... That experience, if he's got experience either side of him, that they, they can help him out. I think I think he'll keep him in. But uh, but he, my he only worry is, I think had we been had we been playing, although he did give away a penalty against Norwich, but had we been playing in Norwich or Watford, no disrespect to them, but teams like that. But you know we're playing Man City, and let's be honest with you, if Man City are on form. We yeah. know what they are capable of. And, you know, this guy is sort of literally on his knees already. And if he comes up, you know, and Man City don't necessarily think they will, but manage to get five past us, is that just not going to mm. rip him up completely? You know, I think you just have to stand up and uh, and be counted at that point. You know, if, if Brendan shows, you know, his confidence in him, then he should take that onto the pitch. A lot of it comes down to, you know, the, the state of mind of the players and, and the type of players are. Um, <laughs> thank you. That, that, that'll be my uh, my much, much, much older brother, obviously. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I saw the name come up and I thought, yeah. hello. What, what's he got to say? Good evening, Andrew. Uh, if you ever want yeah, to come evening. on and join us, you'd be more than welcome. You, you've got, you've well, got to be... You may be the older one, but are you the better looking one, Andrew? <laughs> oh, undoubtedly. You know, better looking and wiser, of course, he is. Yeah, and you're a wise old owl, so that's going to be. Who knows yeah, what he is? Um, but yeah, it's um, as I think uh, one of the, the comments there um, said that um, Brendan rarely, rarely drops people yeah. because of form because he, I think he likes to show that part of. Uh, of the fact that he's he's there for them, he's he's more than mm. just a manager. He's he likes to sort of be this father figure, so he, he'll be protective. And I think that's what it will come down to. 
it'll be whatever he thinks is best for the player long term. You know, mm. if you drop him and we play well, he's not getting back in the team, which is great for us. I'm not sure what that does for Soyuncu. Um, it's interesting mm. again that he was making uh, Brendan was making noises about Benkovic as well. Saying that well, he's, he's in the Euro team, isn't he? Yeah, he said he's going to get some game time. So, uh, and he's he's liked his attitude. The one thing he came up on is attitude, and I think that's a big thing with Brendan. You know, attitude of players. I think that's why Damari Gray went. You know, it was his attitude. No, he's, undoubtedly the, the the kid's got talent, but his his attitude didn't uh, didn't, strike, uh, didn't fit, and that's probably why he persists with Perez as well because. By all accounts, he's got a fantastic attitude. So, yes. you know, Brendan does make some strange decisions. It's all, it's, it is difficult to uh, comprehend sometimes. But I think if Evans is fit, Evans plays. Um, mm. As I say, uh, Scott, I, I, it wouldn't. Two, two scary points there, though, is one, we're talking about Amati being the fittest and probably most stable mm. centre-back that we've got going into the game against the champions. And two... That we could be playing with two players that are on the on the, on the end of two nine nil score lines. That's uh, that's a good point. Although um, maybe we should let Bertrand off because I think it was only one nil when um, <laughs> I think it was only one nil uh, when Bertrand got sent off. So uh, we probably can't hold that one against him. Andrew, um, I think you're going to be off somebody's uh, Christmas card list at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think he was probably uh, talking about himself, whether I said he was wider or wiser. Um, I'll <laughs> let him choose his own words. Um, yeah, tricky one. I, I mean, the thing is, you know, when you look at that back line, there's a lot of experience there if Evans comes uh, comes back. Um, yep. As you will know, he's our most capped player, Chris. Um, I do so, now. Yeah. I do now, yes. <laughs> yeah, for anybody who wasn't watching the quiz last night. Yeah. Um, uh, and Vestergaard's got a lot of experience. And what I like about Vestergaard as well, though, that he does play some straight passes between the lines. So, And I think Brendan likes that about him, particularly against West uh, against Man City, mm -hmm. who are liable to come and try and press. And you know with Pep, as soon as he sees that team sheet, if Soyuncu's on it, they're going to be trying to hound Soyuncu. They're going to press him very high up the pitch, I think, and see what he's made of. So, yeah, Brendan's got some big decisions to make there. Yeah, I think, uh, like you say, then again, that's what he gets paid the big money for, isn't it? And mm. it's a big, big game for Soyuncu Chu tomorrow. Mm. Like you say, he'll, he'll, it, it'll be the make or break of him, I do believe, if, if, he, is, if he is picked. Um, yeah. Premier Hotspur, Simon, good evening. Uh, evening, Chris and panel. Question is, can you repeat what we've done to City? Uh, well, we did. We did better than you. I think it was one nil. You beat City this year, and I think last year. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna bring this up for you, Simon, because um, this happened last season. Oh yeah, look, Man City two, Leicester City five. All right, they beat us two nil in the return, but I mean. Man City, that was one of the first games when I really convinced myself that I know very, very little about football. Because I looked at that team before and I yeah. thought, what the hell has Brendan done? And yeah. we got we beat we beat Man City 5-2, albeit with a few penalties, but just a few. Yeah, they, they were having the defensive problems that we're having now. But this is it with Man City and 
you know, I, I've been on YouTube a bit recently, you know, watching, you know, the other day, in fact, uh, what was it I was watching the other day? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep at night, which is usually the case. And I'd got Sky up and I'd, um, I was watching, you can go on and watch like old shows. It was the yeah. Premier League years from when we won the Premier League. And of course we beat Man City then as well. They're not, as in fairness to Simon, they have proved this year, they're not unbeatable. No, I think if you want to respect them, you know, then you know you give them enough of the ball, then they will find a way of of hurting you. Although I'm not sure whether they've got that sort of killer instinct at the moment. Um, it'd be interesting to see if De Bruyne comes back. You know, he's been injured recently, yeah. although he didn't obviously he didn't go and play for um, for Belgium. He's had this ankle injury, but he's been back in training. Um, and we we saw last season, although he was a pain in the backside last season with his moaning. A couple of the passes he played were just, you know, unbelievable. Uh, so we all know about his quality. Um, and it's interesting what they're doing up front as well now. Mm. Um, but I think, so, yeah, that's, that's true, as I said, about Vestergaard. Well, they, they haven't really got a, really a proper recognised striker, have they? And well, no, somebody... and, and we'll, we'll, we'll probably touch on that. Um, yeah. Shortly. It, it, coming up later, indeed we will. Indeed we will. And... Um, I forget. I don't know who it was, but somebody said earlier about the competition will be how many times does does Grealish go down? We we know we we know we know um, you know he goes down uh, quicker and easier than a horse knickers on double time. But when he's when he's doing it for England, it's like yeah, go out as a free kick. But when he's doing it against you, yeah. then it, it is. But he, he he's a billion pound player, but. That that's a, that's what he is worth because somebody's paid for him. He's still the yeah. same player that we played last season again. You know, we played Aston Villa. He's yeah. not going to win everything for Man City on his own. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not mentioning in the English Super Cup here because you know, in fairness, it it wasn't a full Man City side. They had you know, say the kids, the kids up front. But that said, their defence did. Cost more than our whole team put together, yeah. but I, I just, I just worry about sort of why have we gone back to just one up front? Is it just to take accommodate Harvey Barnes? And if so, is it the right? Is it has he done the right thing? Well, you would think performances so far I would say say no, but I, I think. I mean, it seems clear to me that he's done it to try and accommodate Harvey Barnes. Mm. And it was interesting that he was talking about Adamola Lookman uh, this week, saying that he he prefers to play down the left, um, but he knows that's where Barnes uh, likes to play, but then saying that they're both adaptable players who can play in a number of positions. So I've just got this sneaky feeling that Brendan's going to surprise us uh, in those forward positions. Now, whether that's Dakar starting, whether it's Ian Acho starting, I'm not sure. We know Maybe. that uh, Man City don't particularly sit deep. They do like to press the game, so they push up. So it could be that he goes with all-out pace. I mean, if you imagine... I mean, we saw we saw Vardy play very well off the left last season uh, when Ian Acho was through the middle. I mean, if you imagine... Uh, Lukman, Vardy and Dakar 
as a, as a front three. The pace there, you would imagine, would just frighten Man City to death because they know any ball played over the top, they're not going to catch any of those. So I, I've got a sneaky feeling that he might pull something out of the bag, Brendan. Please don't let me down and just play your standard boring, <laughs> yeah, boring I, self and, and be pig-headed. Um, well, we we've not spoken since about sort of since the transfer window has shut no. properly and we we'd already spoken about the other players but Luckman mm. was the one that came in again like last season with under it's a loan with a mm. you know which i think after you know what happened with under i think we can all say yeah that's good how do you feel i mean terry's there saying you know will it be luckman or brighton i mean i think over the season we're going to see them both because you know, as good as Albrighton is, and and he's you know Mr. Reliable, and 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 you know the crowd love him. He can't play in four competitions like like mm -hmm. Jamie Vardy. What's I mean? I was quite pleased with Luckman, and yes, when I did the interview with um, Emilio, the the, the Fulham fan who, of course, he was there last season. Mm -hmm. Let's hope we don't. He doesn't have to take a penalty for us. But you, you've got. <laughs> it did bring uh, bring back memories of um, of a certain Mr. Kermigan. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you, um, but and I'm just going to make a note of something here that I'm going to talk about with, with Mr. Kermigan and penalties and what have you. Um, I forgot, and now I've forgot what I was going to say. I mean, do he did play mainly down the left for Fulham? Mm. Harvey Barnes is right footed. Yeah, plays on the left. Could Luckman not play on the right? Do you think? Well, I'm sure he could. I mean, these are professional footballers; they should be able mm. to play anywhere. But it is a different game, and you know, there was all this talk. I mean, for example, there's all the talk, and and Southgate, um, cheers, Southgate experimented, didn't he, with with pushing. Um, um, uh, sorry, um, Alexander Arnold into midfield as if, as if because he always ends up in midfield when he runs forward with the ball, then he should be able to play midfield. I mean, it's a totally different position. As a midfielder, you're playing with your back to the goal a lot of the time, having to receive the ball. You know, that's a totally different thing to coming onto the ball. And it's the same with um, uh, with uh, with wingers. You know, and, and we've had this when I remember we did a couple of shows with Richard Smith, and we talked about the importance of playing on the right or a left-hand side of, of a centre-half, and you see the whole game uh, totally differently. Yeah. And I think it's the same with wide players. You know, they feel comfortable going one way or the other. If you can play both, you know, that's great. And we were linked with a couple of players. Unfortunately, we didn't get them who could go both ways. But I, I take that point on board um, um, with Barnes. I think if he does that, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what he does because if he, he, he can cut in he has scored with his left foot we've seen that as well and I, it would not surprise me let's just say this it would not surprise me if Luckman doesn't start down the left hand side now whether that's Barnes switching or Barnes being benched I would not be surprised but, but there's nothing wrong if that happens because we know that Brendan does like players that are flexible and can play in different positions. And it keeps the opposition on the toes. I mean, you know, they're, they're looking at our team. They see Barnes on the left and they know what Barnes can do. Um, and in, in fairness, they're probably looking at the paper and thinking he's more of a threat than, than Luckman is. And they set up and then suddenly, 20 minutes into the game, 
Luckman and um, uh, a barn swap positions, mm. and it completely throws yeah. the team out. I mean, Scott makes that point there, and, and it's a good point that Scott mm. makes. Um, but overall, thoughts I mean, you know, there's talk about Berardis and, and all these other players, but mm. we'd have to find an extra 15 million for Vestergaard, which was yeah. not, I don't think, in the plans. Um, and maybe that changed who we could or possibly look at. Hmm. I'm quite happy with Luckman. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy with him. You know, he's on loan. He's I don't think there's a commitment to buy. I don't think there's an option either. Um, and and you're right, James. There on his day, he's a handful for anybody. You know, because he's direct. He gets the ball out of his feet, and he looks to take players on. Um, yeah. And particularly, you know, I think. It's a shame you can't get the team sheets a long time before you have to name your own team because I think that would affect it as well. I think yeah. if um, it'd be interesting to see who Man City play on that right hand side. Now we know that Carl Walker's got pace, you know, and he could easily match um, Lookman, but he's not that good against a tricky a tricky player like Lookman who can turn him inside out. And we've seen before he's, he can get very rash. Walker can. Um, it's interesting, uh, you know. It would be great to understand what actually went on in the in the close season, uh, in, yes. the, in the transfer window, in some of these mm -hmm. deals, how close they actually were, yeah. whether we had something in the bag, and then Vestergaard's fifteen million sort of threw it out or whatever. Um, I think I think you've got to say we needed the Vestergaard transfer. Yeah, you yeah, know? I think so. As soon as yeah. as, yeah. as soon as Fofana got injured, yeah. knowing yeah. that Johnny, I mean, I. I I think it would be foolish to think that Johnny could come back in and play the rest of the season. I don't think that's going to happen. No. You know, he's, he's getting on a bit now. I can only see that there's going to be injuries. Sorry, I've just got going through my mind now the song It's My Party. <laughs> Nobody knows where my Johnny has gone. Sorry, I completely, completely went off there. But Terry, um, you see, I, I, I get what you're saying there, Terry. <laughs> We've bought a load of players and just not played them, but you can't, you know, if you bring these players in, who do you drop? Hmm. Do you play Daka? Do you drop Vardy? Can you really drop Vardy? You know, he's starting to score again. If we play Samari straight away, do who do we drop? Indeedy? Tillemans? Hmm. You know, he, he would get roasted for that. What you've got to think, I think, Terry, is the fact that we've got the Premier League, we've got the Europa um, League, we've got FA Cup, we've got the Caribou Cup, and we want to go as far as we can in all. And we've we've always been moaned, haven't we, Craig, that we've not mm. had the squad depth. Yeah, we've now, I believe, this is the best squad depth we've had for a long time. Yeah, it's, I think that's a fair point, uh, Chris. Um, what what's interesting as well, and I think you're seeing more and more of this now, is that. The, the managers are thinking more about the 90 minutes of the game rather than just the team that's going to start the game. Yeah, I think they have in their mind, if everything goes right, if the game goes this way or the game goes that way, they've already got a plan as to how they will change it. And that's why the bench becomes much more important um, strategically, tactically. I think they know if we're a goal up with 30 minutes to play, we'll do this. And that's where those players become really important. Mm. It's not all about the 11 that start. And I think, you know, that's that's how Man City have built 
uh, their team. That's how Pep gets everybody on board. He puts them in that mindset of it doesn't matter whether you're starting. It could be that the 20 minutes you play is the most important 20 minutes of this game. And I trust you to turn a game. So don't yeah. worry that you've not been playing from the start. Your importance to me is the 20 minutes towards the end of the game when yeah. I think you can really make a difference. And again, just, just to come back to Terry again there, and, you know, we say football is all about opinions. And we touched on Madison maybe not, not playing up to his... Uh, his full um, ability at the start of the show. Um, Perez, we, 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 we go over Perez week after week after week. You know, he, he's out for three games anyway. Our appeal that, the, you know, that that's extended to six got turned down. And, um, but yeah, but again, you can't, I don't think, with the players we bought in, even if it's Perez or even if it's Madison, that you can just say, right, we bought Samari. You guys are out. I'm playing Samari because he's not a a, a, a Grealish. He's not a Ronaldo. He's not a Lukaku. He's not a, none of them are sort of players that you can say straight away. You're going to be in my starting lineup. Yes, we're three or four games in now, and this might be the game when Brendan looks at it and goes, "Yeah, Madison, you know, you've you've not really started as good, so I'm going to give Samari a chance." But you can't. Just, I don't think you can buy players. And then just put them straight in the team. No, I, I don't think you can. Not not in this day and age. Just particularly no. the way we've done it. You know, we buy for the future. You know, some have, have been thrown in. You know, quicker than they they would have been. Fafana's yeah. been fantastic, but he played because of injuries. Uh, yes. He was thrown in because of injuries. What I'll put out there, it, it could be an interesting game. Let's say anything. We've said this before. Anything that you get against Man City is a bonus. You know, even even us of, of now who are looking for European football every year, it's still a bonus for me. You know, when I, I yeah. don't think with the best will in the world, we're going to be challenging them for the title. No. So therefore, you can look at it as this is a free swing. Yeah. I could easily play Dakar. I could play Samari. I could play Lookman. And let's just see what they've got. You've got your tried and trusted, as it were, on the bench if you want to change it. Yeah. But let's throw these guys in and see if they can cut it. When Samari came on in the um, the Super Cup... Um, <laughs> I'm looked, winning. I'm getting yeah. everybody saying it. I'm winning. He, he looked really, really comfortable there. You know, mm. he was holding the players off. He was much more physical. They couldn't get the ball off him. So there's an argument to be said. It's a free hit. Let's put them in. Let's see what they're made of. Yeah. Doug, um, Doug, sorry. Charlie there, a dugout daily. I can tell you now Jesus will be on the wing. I've got to be honest with you, if FIFA are going to uh, stick to the rules and, and insist on certain players not playing, you could put Jesus in goal. But let's be honest with you, we all know Jesus saves. Well done, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm wasted, really, aren't I? Well, I, I should be. I should be. Um, on that point, and it'd be interesting to think what, what Charlie's got as a Man City fan, what he thinks about this. We spoke briefly um, earlier on Facebook um, as to whether FIFA would have the balls to actually stick by. But it is in the rules. It is in the rules yeah. that if a, if a country complains about this sort of thing going on, then 
it is an immediate five get five day. You know, you don't play any games no. for the next five days. Whether they will take COVID into account on that, because we had the debacle with Brazil and Argentina of the you know medical people coming on the pitch in the middle of the game. I mean, I've never seen anything so stupid in my life. I mean, the, you know, the last time I've seen so many tits on a pitch, it was Erica Rowe in the rugby. You know, I mean, what? Now, that was better. That one was better. Um, I mean, will FIFA stick to it, do you think? Well, I mean, I heard... Um... On the way home uh, tonight, I heard both um, Klopp and uh, Guardiola both saying they haven't been told categorically that they can't play him, uh, play their players. Now, you know, you could say, well, yeah, but you know the rules and, you know, ignorance isn't um, isn't the law. You won't get away with it just by being ignorant of the yeah. of the rules. I wouldn't I'd be shocked if Edison wasn't in goal, and I'd be shocked if, if Jesus wasn't playing, to be honest. I think Man City will play them and then worry about it afterwards. You know, if the Brazilian FA want to come after them afterwards, you know what will happen. It's a big club. They'll probably get a fine and they'll go to the back of the drawer and they'll find enough money to pay the fine. I, I can't see them not playing. Yeah. Good point you make there, Brookline. Uh, was that the most deliberate injury challenge you have ever seen? Alan Shearer's comes to mind on Neil Lennon. Um, I'll leave that one out there. Roy, Roy uh, Keane on, on Harland is the most blatant Oh, ever. yeah, I'd forgotten that one. Thank you, yes. Thank you, Craig. Um, Scott, I think Daka Samare, KDH. We forget KDH, mm. you know. Luke Thomas will see more game time in the Cups and the Europa League. Yeah, like I said, we've got four, four, um, we're, we're playing on four fronts, we're fighting on four fronts. Terry, yep, so like we said, like Scott said there, so when are they going to play? We're three games in. Now Brendan can look and go, because you can't, as I say, just going back to that point, I just think, mm. you know, it, it's awful if, you know, if you're at work and as a, let's say as a salesperson, you, you're looking after a particular area and they take somebody on and immediately say, right, you're moving to this smaller area and this guy's taking over this. But you wait and you go, you know what, you've not been doing the figures for a while. But I think I think they'll get to play in the Europa League. And I think the Europa League is the thing that Brendan's going to be going for next season. We're not going to win the Premier League. Top four would be nice, but even that's going to be hard. And I think, I think the Europa League, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a have a sneaky five runners doing well in that. It's it's the gap in our trophy cabinet, isn't it? A European trophy. Well, we've got all the English ones, haven't we? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, DJ Nick is looking forward to seeing KDH get in the run of games. He, I, yeah, I mean, we, we had Luke Thomas come through last year, KDH this year. So, I, yeah, I, I, I think he, he, He's going to be a star of the future as well. <laughs> he likes my jokes. I should have Charlie on and not you, you know. And DJ <laughs> DJ Nick asks who's been the standout player so far this season. For me, it's three games in. I think it's too hard, too 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 quick to see, uh, to tell. I tell you who I think is, has been the buy of the season uh, out of everybody we bought, and I don't know if you'll agree with me with this one, but that's Ryan Bertrand. I think um, he's going to be... I mean, you know, he's he's not a, a what you would call a typical Brendan signing. Hmm. But when we're playing teams like Man City, 
you know, Luke Thomas can get a little bit played inside and out if, you know, depending who Man City are playing. And he's almost like that, you would say, quarterback in the middle of the field. But, you know, he's got that experience. And I'll tell you what as well, he can get the ball at a corner and a free kick past the first man. And and he's got that experience to bring Luke Thomas through. And I think, yeah, the Dakers and the Samaras, etc. But I think, and he played so well pre-season, mm. I think he could actually be the um, be the, the the signing of the season for us. Yeah, I think that's a it's a fair shout. I think defence is an area where experience counts more than anything else. You know, because it's about it's not it's not about running up and down. It's not being fit. It's about playing with your head and positioning yourself and talking. You know, as I said, we've said it before, we've said it on, on many occasions, Fuchs, Simpson, Huth, Morgan. You know, we won the league with that back four. You know, they're never yeah. going to walk into anybody else's team. There was no yeah. pace, I don't think, in that team. What they were was well-drilled, well-organised. You go back to Arsenal's fantastic back fours. Again, wasn't any real pace there. They just played, they um, they trained together, repetition of their positioning and talking. Mm. And I think that's why Bertrand, I think, is a, is a great shout. Experience yeah. at the back gives you a platform. You know, you, yeah. you, you can, you're allowed to go forward a bit more if you know that the guys behind know what they're doing. We're agreeing so much tonight. What's wrong with us? It won't, it won't last, don't worry. <laughs> it, no, 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 it won't, it won't last at all. But, I mean, I very much think we've got to remember... We've got, you know, even with the likes of the Indeedies and the Fafanas and what we would call experienced players, Madison, Tillemans, it's mm. still a young team. And, you know, there's a famous, you don't win anything with youngsters and we know what happened there. But that, it's it's a one-off. You know, you look at the, the I mean, it's amazing for that uh, um, British stroke Canadian tennis player that's got through to the US mm. Open. And, I mean, you know... <laughs> That that's rare that that happens. Normally, they are playing for years and years and years. And if we can get this team together and stop having to sort of top up all the time, mm-hmm. it's what we can do in the future. But this is quite interesting, Craig. And I'd love I'd love to see your thoughts on this because you know you know I like a good stat. I do. You do, but I want to. I just want to bring that up, and I'm struggling. I'm going to read it out to you because I, I don't know about you. I'm struggling to see it, so I'm just going to bring it up on another mm-hmm. screen. The season so far, because we're on the same number of points. Mm-hmm. We both won two. We both lost one. The difference there for me is the average goal scored per match, and we both played Norwich. Um, yeah. It's one point three three to us. It's three point three three for Man City. Goals conceded, we're 1.67. I mean, the West Ham game buggered that up. They're 0.33. And that's the bit, that's the bit that scares me. All the others, the chances created, you can have 20 chances. If you put the ball in the net and win 1-0, that's the only stat that matters. But those two stats, to be honest with you, jumped out at me like a sore thumb. Um. For me, it, the bottom one is the most worrying. Um, the chances created because, you know, if if you're not creating chances, your conversion rate has got to be really, really high. Um, now, I know it's not all about chances created. And you can say one word, which will prove it this season. Wolves. 
Wolves have created so many chances this season. It's ridiculous. However, that will change for Wolves. You know, they're having high teens efforts on goal. We're not, which means the pressure comes that when you create a chance, you've got to take it. We have to improve that. That's a really, really shocking for me. That is a shocking stat, uh, that level of chances created. Because what what's going on if we're not creating chances? You can't yeah. just hope yeah. you're going to knock one in from 25 yards. Very, very good point there, as always, from yourself. Uh, Brookline, how is America, Brookline? I hope you're well. Uh, how difficult is it to place a corner kick into the box? Ask Tillemans and Madison. I'm sure they, they will give you the answer to that. But Ryan Bertrand seems to have that answer. Um, I do know what you mean. I mean, I watched the Wolves-Man United match, mm -hmm. and it was for 89 minutes, you could only see one winner. And that was the team in gold. Yeah. They were peppering Man United, but they they didn't score. Um, Man United, I think, had one, maybe two efforts on target, scored with one of those in the 89th or 90th minute, won the game. It's. Mm, I just think we are conceding, and I think we're going back to the problem. You know, when we, when we talk, I very much agree with you. you you're not going to score if you're not creating the chances, mm. definitely. And we've seen a couple of games there where Jamie Vardy might as well have put his deck chair <laughs> on the pitch and got his got his picnic out. <laughs> but uh, maybe, like you say, maybe tomorrow, you know, we'll see maybe Barnes dropped mm. and maybe that was the accommodating Barnes yeah. hasn't worked again so far, so far. But, you know, Brendan, we trust. In Brendan, we trust. And, you know, a few times, like I said, Man City last season, you know, we look at some of his decisions and go, Brendan, what the? And then we go and win it, just to, uh, just to, uh, just to show us we don't know, we don't know anything about football. We do do one to watch, and we are going to do that straight after, uh, straight after this. Is letter till I die, and yes, I do know that one of those is upside down, it's meant to be. Um, and don't forget, um, as uh, as Daniel said earlier, and Scott has said, smash the likes button, please. Uh, like the video, it all helps. And if you're on YouTube, get on there, get subscribing, and set the reminders so you don't miss the show. Um, so we're going to have a look at the one to watch, but first of all. I can't believe I'm just saying this, but just to sidetrack very, very briefly, um, six points tomorrow, Arsenal versus uh, Norwich City, a relegation <laughs> battle. You know, when, when, you, when you come to think, you know, that, that Arteta's next job could be uh, co-hosting Pointless, he's got, <laughs> he's got the practice. <laughs> I can't believe I, I, I can't, you know, he's, he's got to win tomorrow, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he has, and you know what? I, I expect them to. I think I've gone for a for a win in the uh, in the predictions league on the on the the long ball one uh, mm -hmm. for that. I think I think they'll pull something out of the bag. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Is um, 
I don't know. It's not a great time to be an Arsenal fan. You know, we talk about us not starting well and having to have faith. Those Arsenal fans have got to have a lot of faith. They've got some good players in there, but they're definitely not gelling. So it's a massive game. And, you know, if they were to get beaten at home by Norwich, you do think that his time may be up. Yeah. And fans that wanted Wenger out, then wanted Emery out, now want Arteta out. Alan Pardew's um, sat, sat by the phone as we speak. But as always, for those of you who see the Talk Sport hat on, remember on the drive time, they used to have the Daily Arsenal. Well, bottom of the league, after three games, no goals scored, nine goals against. You've got to have this. <laughs> oh, Maisie, I love the laugh. It cheers me up. But yeah, we've got to have a laugh at Arsenal. But let's get back to more important mm. things. A mid-table clash between Leicester and Manchester City. Um, we, we we do now say every week you pick out one to watch mm -hmm. from the opposing team. And this is probably for you the most difficult one because you could pick, I'm guessing, four <laughs> or five. Yeah, there's quite a few to uh, to watch uh, Man City. The, the the hardest thing is knowing which team Pep is going to pick. Yeah. Who um, have you gone for? So I've gone for um, Ferran Torres. I think this could be a big season for uh, for Torres. They've not gone out. They they didn't get Kane, you know. So Torres seems to be the one that they're going to put their uh, their faith in. Um, Jesus has been pushed out to the wing, but he looks comfortable out there. He's, uh, he's played really well. He's got a couple of goals, Jesus, and he's also got a couple of assists. But Ferran Torres is interesting. Um, he was a bit unheralded last season, I think. He showed in flashes that he'd got an eye for goal. And I think it's he's one of those players. It's hard to... to yeah, I think you have to remember, he, he's only 21. I thought he was a lot older, but he's only 21. Um He's already got 20 caps for Spain and he's scored 10 goals. And now for a 21-year-old to have a one-in-two record at international level is not bad, is it? No, um, no. For Man City, he's scored nine in 27, but he's scored four in six Champions League games as well. And it was interesting that um, when he was asked about him uh, in the last game, after the last game of uh, the, before the international break, uh, Pep likened him to Jamie Vardy. Uh, Pep loves Jamie Vardy. He talks about him a lot. Yeah. But he says some of his movement reminds him a lot of Jamie Vardy in the way that he likes to attack space. He sort of hangs out and then attacks space as, as if he's a natural goal scorer. And he does find that he gets on the end of things. And uh, been capped for Spain, as I say, under 17, under 19, under 21, full, mm -hmm. uh, you know, only 21. And I, I think this is going to be a massive season for him. And... Uh, I think he's one that we've, because he, he likes to arrive, you know, he's not one of those who's going to just sit there and you can mark him. He's going to drop off and then he's going to attack space. I think he's he's a little bit uh, like some of the really top strikers in, in, that, um, in that way that, that he moves. And uh, for me, he's the one to watch. So I think if we can keep him quiet, 
then we've probably only got another five to sort of look after. <laughs> I do I do worry about when I and I've introduced this and you actually made the point that your first one uh, or your second one I think was Antonio, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> one to watch was Antonio. You didn't mention his cardboard cutout though. No, I didn't. <laughs> Let's hope he's not picked. Let's hope Pep doesn't yes. go for the <laughs> defensive midfielder as well. Yeah. You know, uh, David's making a good point. And just mm. before we, we come to score predictions and, and, and round off the show, uh, he says, don't you think we can have Barnes, Vardy and Kelechi? We talk as if we can't play Barnes in a 3-5-2 formation. Uh, if we want to play Kelechi, but I'm trying to understand why those three can't play. What would you say to that? Uh, I don't think anybody anybody says that. So if you're talking about Vardy and Kelechi up front, yeah, um, that Barnes becomes one of the, the wide. In that formation, you're looking at Barnes taking the sort of wing-back role, yeah. which would essentially, I would imagine, would mean that Bertrand would slip into the left-hand side of a three. Now, excuse me, that, uh, that worked quite well for West Ham uh, in parts last season where... Cresswell played on the left of a three, but still got forward a hell of a lot. Um, so that can work. And yeah, you, you know, it, it can, it, they can play that. I think you've got to decide who's going to go on the other side. But I think it'd be interesting to see Kelechi back in. Every time he's come on, he's looked sharp as well. It would be a real shame if we've just sort of managed to unearth the player that we knew was hiding in there. And uh, and then we we sort of shut him down again, and he and he goes into a shell. So I think it's really important that he uh, he gets some game time soon. So I wouldn't be against that at all. And of course we've got Castagna uh, ready yeah. to come back. And come the new year, I mean we know James Justin's got to come back. Then we know Fafana's got to. We are when everybody's. I shouldn't say when or if everybody is fit. This is a squad that can really put a marker down this season. It is, but it's really important, and, and, and people have, have touched on this before, you know, that you can't just wait until people get injured and then you're suddenly throwing these players in. Okay. They've got to be getting some pitch time. That You've got to be learning about them now in these games. As I say, Man City mm -hmm. is a perfect game to throw them in for me. But you've got to give them enough pitch time so that when they are needed, as, as you talk about having this squad that you know what you're going to expect from them and they other players around them know what to expect from them. You can't just say, oh, Jesus, right, we've suddenly got three injuries, we've got to throw them in. Yeah, They've got to be getting suppose, some pitch time soon. And I suppose that's where the cup games would come in. Um, I mean, to me, I, I mean, I would look at Premier League is the number one because you want to do well in that mm -hmm. because no matter what else you do, if you do well in that, you're going to get some form, hopefully some form of European football. Then the Europa League, probably then the FA Cup and then the League Cup. That That's the order I would put them in. Now, last season, drawing Arsenal in the first round that we played, of, or the third round officially, of the League Cup, Caribou Cup, whatever you want to call it, um, it, it we didn't get a chance to play those players because mm. we got knocked out quite early yeah. on. Um, you would hope that if we can get a good run in the Cup games, that those are the players that will get a run out there. But then if we do do well in it and we get to these to the semis or anything, don't suddenly then drop all them players to, just to put the names back in. That's it. I mean, if, if you're playing players, you've got, you've got to earn your, play, uh, your space on merit. Although, you know, these days that doesn't seem to happen. You know, Pep, you know, you can play well for Pep one week and then you're out for the next two yeah. because he, 
as I say, he's one of those managers that sees a, a wider a wider picture. But I'm sure, you know, Dakar and Samari are gagging to be given their full debuts in a in a midweek mm. away clash at Millwall. Have you seen? <laughs> have you seen the 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 goal that Dakar scored in training? I I have seen that. Yes, uh, it reminded me very much of myself. <laughs> Up there with that goal you scored at the King Power, I thought. I don't no. like to mention it, Chris. No, no, no. But uh, but uh, you you normally do. Um, face, uh, David Gamble. I've got to ask, what part are you playing? <laughs> are you playing Danny Zuko? <laughs> hey, David, you know what you like. You're the one that I want. So please, uh, oh, oh. Is that um, the time? Yeah. <laughs> right, it's that time, score predictions. And then uh, uh, this is quite depressing, to be honest with you. Um, it, it's, uh, I didn't see, Brookline says, did you see Pratt score for Belgium? I no, I didn't. We know Pratt. We know he's going to go on now, probably like a Demari Gray and do well. I think most of us didn't want him to go, but he just wasn't going to be a regular first-team starter. And he's a Belgium international and of that age. You know, Daniel and Martin and Pepper Mendy now he's not going to Turkey. They know what their positions are in the squad. You know, they know they're not. When, mm. when we've got a fully fit squad, they're probably not going to be starting. Pratt, in fairness, as a Belgium international, I think wanted more than that, and I, and I don't blame him going. Um, but uh, anyway, scores, scores on the doors. Let me just get rid of that one. Um, we do our own, like you say, guys, uh, we, we have our own uh, league prediction, and we don't say like, you, you know, um, uh, it's not like a fantasy league as such, but go to the longball.net. You can still join in. Uh, some of us are doing better than others, Craig. Um, but go on. It's run in part by Ian Marshall, ex-Fox uh, Marshall there. And it's good because you can go and you can you choose the scores. It's a bit like Super 6. And you can change them up until the last minute uh, if you wanted. And that also, um, they um, support, because we do a fantasy league on the website, lessonuntilidie.com. And I've lost it. Where where the devil is it? Oh, here we go. Uh, and we get that Xboxes that come on and um, try and again predict predict the scores. Now there's me and four Xboxes in there. How many do you think? How many of us have gone for a Leicester win? Do you think, Craig? I'm going to go with um, one. Would you would you have a guess for a bonus point who the one that's gone for the win might be? I think it'll be you, Chris, because I don't think that you can bring yourself to go against us. Well, when we did the prediction shows, we do the prediction show every week, and this week it was myself, uh, Brad, and a, and, and a Chelsea fan. I actually went on there for a Manchester City win because that's only worth one point. So if I get it wrong, it doesn't matter. Uh, however, you're quite right. You know me too well. This is what we have done here. Um, I've gone for a 2-1 win uh, because, you know, nobody would have gone for the 5-2 last season. Um, you don't know, like I say, if Pep doesn't put out, you know, the, the defensive midfield or his Brazilians can't, can't play. But Marsh has gone for a 3-1 to, um, or 1-3, I should say. To Man City, 
Steve Walsh couldn't couldn't bring himself to go and I had a bit of a conversation with him about this because he's so like the rest of us. There's a bit of him that thinks Man City might do it, but like me, he just couldn't predict against Leicester. So he's gone for one-one. Has indeed as uh, Ian Wilson. You'll remember Ian Wilson, won't you, Craig? Very much. And, yeah. uh, uh, Jerry Taggart has gone for a two-one, and Steve Lynx has gone for a three-one. So, young Craig, mm. um, what are you going to go for another five-two? Um, funnily enough, I'm not. No, um, unfortunately, I can't see us coming out of this with anything. Um, it pains me, but I think it'll be a three-three-one uh, to Man City as well. Oh, well, where's your loyalty, man? Where's your loyalty? <laughs> yes, but it's not. Uh, it, it's a score prediction. So it unfortunately, is I, I, I understand. I understand completely. Before you go, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, well, I think you're probably taking on the Steve Linux um, yes, mantle of, of predicting because you get it wrong and, and we, yeah. we win. Um, I want to ask you this because I only, I only discovered this the other day. Fabrizio Romano, who, of course, we had on the uh, on the show a, a month or so ago during yeah. the transfer window, which is still available on, on the YouTube channel, Lessons Allowed ITV. Uh, go on there and see how many of his predictions came true. But he's got his own YouTube channel now, and it's very interesting because he, he's got ones like – he does his predictions, but he also does his day in the life of and how his job goes. Do you know what team he supports? Um, he's Italian, isn't he? So I'm yeah. going to go for Sassuolo. How did you choose that? Because you're wrong. Um, <laughs> this is revenge. Do you know what I mean? This is, is, like, yeah. this is totally, it's actually an English team that he supports. Oh, does he? Yeah, right. And okay. it is, do you want to have another guess? I'll give you another guess. With I'm the guessing English it's team. not, I'm guessing it's not Premier League either. I'm not giving you any clues. Uh, you, don't okay. get, you don't get an ask, Chris, or a, I'm giving you a switch here yeah. or a second choice. <laughs> um. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go with uh, Chef Wednesday. Right. You, well, again, you're wrong. It's actually, and when I say it, you'll probably go, you can see why, but yeah. you might be surprised at the reason why. It's actually Watford. Okay. Who, right. who he. Who owned by Italians. They were owned by Italians, which he didn't know at the time. And one of the first English games he saw was the playoff semi-final second leg <laughs> between Watford and Leicester. When, of course, it was the Troy Deeney yeah. <laughs> moment. Um, and he says that just totally did the atmosphere and everything just captivated him. Uh, you know, the celebrations. He said that's what football is all about. And then he found out they were owned by Italians. And um, so, you know, fab, you went for the wrong team. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, maybe if Knockout had scored the penalty, he'd have supported us. Who knows? Yeah. But I thought, well, yeah, we, we'll, never get, we'll never get away from that that, that game. A bit like Kermagant's uh, no. Panenka or whatever it is. Yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe Luckman knows Kermagant. 
Yeah, let's not even mention him if we don't need to, Chris. No, no, you're probably quite right there. I've just, I, my, my therapist just said it's still good to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> David Gamble's gone 2 1 to City with me. Well done, David. Um, Bookline, I'm a multi-millionaire by following Chris Lundy <laughs> picks. Well, mate, if you are doing that, I want my 10%. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and um, Scott says, I'll catch you on the score predictions this week. Good man. Good man. Craig, as always, sir, twice this week, um, your wife will be getting jealous. Um, <laughs> it's been, as always, you are the wise old owl. Whatever you're not the wide, the wise, <laughs> despite what Andrew, your brother, says. Now, thanks very much as always, mate. You off to the King Power tomorrow? I shall be there. I shall be there to to watch my prediction go down in flames, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully so. I can't just say while I'm on, I am looking to try and expand and do a show a week about Leicester City women. Yeah. And if anybody knows anybody out there that goes regularly to watch the women, um, knows a bit more that wants to come on and do a show, because I know nothing about, well, I know nothing about women, you know, full stop. You could ask my ex-wife that. <laughs> I'm still married 25 years, never understand them. Yeah, they're not. Um, well, what do they say? Men are from something and women are from Venus. And well, I don't know. You know, what I, <laughs> but anybody who knows anybody out there, and it would be nice to have a lady on to talk about the ladies' team. So, anybody knows anybody, get them to message me. Craig, try and enjoy it tomorrow. I will try. Let Let's hope you're wrong, and yes. Um, yes, I will. If If you're not, I will feel your pain having been there. I know. Just remember Thanks. last season five two. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let's hope so. Have a good weekend, mate. Cheers, Thanks so Chris. much. Thanks Cheers, everyone. Cheers. See you soon. Bye. 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 Oh, thanks to Craig. Honestly, he uh, this show wouldn't be as good without him. He knows his stuff. He knows what he's talking about. And one of us has to, and it's obviously not me. It's obviously not me. Right. Um, tomorrow, when are we back? We're back with the post-match show tomorrow. Yes, indeed, we are. We are going to be back 6 o'clock-ish, ish, depending whether we win or we lose and how long it takes me to write the reports and everything up. Uh, it's a 3 o'clock kickoff. Don't forget uh, that you can um, catch the game on lcfc.com forward slash radio. Or if you are in Leicestershire and you're not going to the match, BBC Radio Leicester, or as I'm sure as everybody knows, there are one or two things you can watch it on that maybe you shouldn't. Uh, so 6 o'clock tomorrow, we're here for the post-match show with me and Bradders. And then on Monday night at 7 o'clock, uh, I'll be talking to Ray from the Man City fan channel. Um, looking back at the game, that could be painful. I feel like the West Ham one. Um, and then the prediction show this week is on Tuesday because on Wednesday we've got the European preview show coming thick and fast. And then, of course, on Thursday we have got Napoli. And on uh, the European show we go, we've got a Napoli fan coming on. How Good is that? How good am I to you? Guys, don't forget, if you want to watch this back, it's on Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And if you prefer to listen rather than look at me and Craig, and who can blame you, we are on all the podcast platforms, including Amazon, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Googly, Podcast Addict, and Anchor. 
Thanks very much for watching. Thanks for joining in. It wouldn't be worth doing it without you, although we'd probably still be here talking. You know what we're like. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow. Come on, the foxes. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.